Several's walking in here right now. I wondered if we was a little bit low tonight. Oh, she's going the wrong way there. We're glad all of you are here tonight. And uh, if you are here and you're not, we're not, we're not able to partake of the Lord's Supper this morning, uh, if you want to go back to the little chapel, you'll be served at this time. Just a note about the Lord's Supper. This has happened, I know, Two or three times in the last couple of weeks, uh, somebody got the emblems and it was missing the bread. So, and they were kind of in a jam, right? So, might want to check your emblems from now on just to make sure you got, you got both of them. Uh, so, uh, you can take the Lord's Supper uh, on Sunday morning if that uh, is what you do. So, anyhow, let's begin tonight with the books of the Bible. It's our first time uh, this year. Got some more coming on in. Come on.
Again, thankful that you're here tonight. I hope that uh, you're going to benefit and enjoy from our period of Bible study. Uh, we have folks tonight that are our guests, and we want to thank you for coming. And we hope that we treat you in a way tonight that you'll want to come back and be with us anytime you have an opportunity. Uh, a few updates that I want to pass along to you. Remember the gift card table in the foyer in honor of Tracy uh, Cole Forrest. Uh, the son of Drew and Amanda Forrest, and that's the grandbaby of Ken and Anita. Also, the Golden Circle Luncheon is this coming Tuesday at 11.30. Also, the Golden Circle's planning to go down to World Evangelism to work in Winona on January the 26th. There's a list to sign up if you would like to go. Remember, our food pantry and clothes closet will get underway for this new year next Thursday, January the 11th. Uh, if you would like to come and be a part of that, we'd love to have you. Family Skate Night is coming up on next Sunday night, January the 14th at Cadence Bank Arena in Tupelo. There is a sign-up sheet in the foyer, so please note that. Also, we're going to be hosting the area-wide youth worship here on January the 21st at 5 o'clock. I'll just go and say right now we won't have kids sing that night. And uh, we need you to sign up in the foyer to help bring the items that are listed back there. So if you would please uh, help out in that way, we would appreciate that very, very much. Also, uh, the youth, let me see here. Okay, the youth is going to be hosting a Valentine banquet for the Golden Circle and the ministers and so forth. This is on Saturday, February the 10th. And those of you that are going to come, we need a number. So with the sign-up sheets back there, if you're going to come to this Valentine's banquet, you don't have to bring a date either, okay, uh, if you don't want to. Uh, uh, please sign that list so that we can know how many may be coming. That's all the announcements that I have tonight. Let's have a word of prayer, and then we'll have a young man come and 
lead our song for us to go to Bible class tonight. Will you bow with me? Our merciful and kind Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all you do for us. We are so grateful to you for your many blessings. As we begin this new year, Father, may we recognize the importance of always putting you first. And may the church here at Boonville have the best year we've ever had in 2024. May we serve you and glorify you in all things. Father, many are sick at this time that we know of. We pray your blessings upon them and for the doctors and nurses attending to their needs. And again, Father, those that are grieving, we pray that you would bless them as they grieve over the loss of loved ones. We pray that your healing hand of strength and consolation would be upon them. Father, we again ask you to bless our congregation here. We pray for our elders. We pray for our deacons. We pray for the many programs of work that we're involved in. And we pray for each individual member that will realize our own individual responsibility to serve you to the best of our ability. Fathers, we're about to go to Bible class. May we try to listen and learn and apply things to our lives. Father, may we glorify you in all that we do. And it's in your son's name that we pray. Amen. We'll be singing Jesus Loves the Little Children. day today and we're going to go over these sick lists and if you have someone that you'd like to add we'll put them at the end if you have an update about somebody I'd appreciate you sharing that with us <clears throat> Irene Baker has terminal cancer she's in pain all the time Austin Wentz is still taking treatments for cancer Wade Davis is still missing. Bobby Petty has lung cancer. Marty, Marty Woodruff is very ill with cancer. His wife Donna is taking care of him. He did. Okay. All right. So Marty was in the hospital this week, but he's gone back home. Uh, Donna had a little bit of a scare, but they didn't determine anything about it. They're just going to watch it. Eli Johnson is undergoing treatments.
All right, thank you. Ann Langford is Lisa Peake's friend. She's been dealing with some health problems. Emma Hutton has cancer. Sharon Strickland has cancer. Grayson Miller has cancer. Linda Garrett is finishing up treatment. 16th, right? Is that the last one? Okay. We should have some big celebration or something. Yeah. Uh, Barbara Foster has breast cancer. Larry Muse has cancer. Lennox Kenimer and Micah McBrayer are being treated for cancer. Sybil Tolleson has Alzheimer's. That's the Liggins neighbor. Jeremy Owens is in recovery. Joanne Roberts is here, but we pray her circumstances will get better. Sadie Downs is battling stomach cancer. Johnny Derrick got a bad report recently. Monique Brown has breast cancer. Billy Martin's friend, Christy Nash, is very sick. Norma Hemwell, Joan cares for her. She's been sick for a long time. Joy Jamison is in recovery. Rhonda Lansdale has breast cancer. Terry Ross and Sean Crum need liver transplants. Any update on that, Sue? Still waiting. This seems pretty hot. Junior Wilson has cancer. Allie Johnson taking chemo. Jonathan Bishop, cancer. Flora Warner's been sick recently. Had a rough day today. All right. We'll pray for her to get better. Pat Hall has cancer. Mary King is a friend of Lisa. She has some health problems too. John Roten is at Landmark. Um, he just, he's not able to maintain his balance. Stays in a wheelchair most of the time, but still has a very positive disposition. Saw him and Peggy today. Uh, Brian Rollins recovering from foot surgery. Ricky Neves, so he's gonna get the treatment to reduce the tumor. Anybody know about an update? Okay. Uh, Dale's sister Jackie is recovering. She's had several setbacks, but I think she's on the mend. Uh, our friend, uh, Will Jennings, he had his kidney transplant is doing, doing well, and so is his dad. So we're very thankful for that. Jim's here. Where are you, Jim? There you are, back there. A what? Okay. I don't really know what that is, but they're just kind of kick-starting him. Yes, ma'am. Okay. You feel okay, Jim? Feel good. All right. Just a little maintenance. All right. Well, we will definitely pray about that. Wanda Devon, anybody have an update about her? I know um, that's Mickey Scott's mother, and so they're, her, yeah, her sister, so they're, they're caring for her. This, the other sisters are. Uh, Ray, is Ray here tonight? He was here this morning. Uh, he's doing pretty well, so we're, we're glad for that. Kathy Johnson is Carolyn Liggins' niece, so she had surgery. Remember, last couple of weeks we weren't sure, but they are following up her surgery with some treatment. She's going to begin that very soon, so we pray all that goes well for her. How's Chester? Done a bit. He's good? All right. You want me to take him off there? <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> but I will. <laughs> yeah, you know, get a phone call. Brenda said take you off the list. No, no. Uh, Rudy Gerber is a friend of ours. He lives in Ireland, but uh, he had surgery for testicular cancer. It's a very aggressive 
form of that cancer. And so they're following the surgery up with some pretty serious medications, praying that that's going to go well. Uh, Ken Scott's dad's recovering from surgery. Uh, Jenny Ballard is Kathy's mother. She's been having some heart problems. Violet Kavanis is a friend of Kay's. She recently had a colon cancer diagnosis, stage one. Has she started treatment, do you know? Okay. Uh, Callie Allison had a bad accident in lots of pain and in rehab. We pray for Lynette and Dave. Their circumstances would get better. Uh, Dennis and Dot Worley actually had um, like a golf cart or, or some kind of accident up here. It's been over a year ago, but uh, they're still facing some complications from that accident. Just not doing really great. Uh, Marty Green's mother broke her hips in recovery. Ann Gardner's a friend of JT's is undergoing some tests. Any update? Uh, Francille Davis is recovering from injuries. Doug Smith's dad, you know, he passed away. The funeral was yesterday. Uh, there was a, a bus of us went over there for that. Maydean Crow, I see her carrying stuff. So, I uh, she self therapy or are you doing okay? Doing it? All right, good. Pat Ross has cancer. So there was a consult. Anybody know how that went? <coughs> Okay. Two places. All right. Yes. Yes. section of his arm where the bone is dead. He's been having reoccurring staph, staph infections and they recently did an MRI and found out one of his ligaments or tendons was disconnected. So now he's going to have to have surgery to have that fixed and it's just been one thing right after the other. But we certainly pray that it all goes well. And uh, Doug had his pacemaker put in and man it stepped him up 20 beats a minute so he's fired up he's really going so that's good he said it was it was great to wake up he keeps track of his heart rate when he wakes up it was great to wake up and it was normal <laughs> so glad glad that that worked out well for him uh, do you have anybody else you want to put on the list Cancer free now, but she's 
she told me that uh, there's a drug that's kind of a maintenance drug that she needs to be taking that just kind of disagreed with her body. So she said just definitely keep her on the priority list. Did, did I get the name wrong? Producer Bart John. Bert. No, no. Anybody else? Pardon? Ben, you're not doing good? <laughs> if she's going to be on there, you're going to be on there. <laughs> I guess that's it. <laughs> but we love you so. Even if you're okay, we'll pray for you anyway. How about that? Yes, sir. Okay. All right, let's have our prayer and then we'll, we'll begin our study. Our Father in heaven, thank you for a great day today. Thank you for the blessing and privilege it is to be able to assemble. Uh, I know there, I mean, we, we do love it, but I, I'm, I'm thinking just, we do take it for granted because we're so uh, freely able to assemble. We can't really imagine not being able to, but just in these times and struggles that so many people in the world have, just in this moment, we are just really, really grateful to be able to be here. Thank you for our degree of health and strength. I know there's some people in here who are even on this list who don't feel great, but they chose to be here anyway. And thank you for the testament that is to their faith and their desire to be with your family and worship you and learn more about you, just to be with your people. Lord, we're praying desperately for these folks. Some of these people, like Irene Baker, have been on this list for years. And you have prolonged her life. We've seen her obedience to the gospel. And we pray that you would give her relief from the pain she's now experiencing. Bless Austin Wentz as he continues his treatments. We pray for Sue Davis. She's having just a, really in a tough period right now. We just pray that there can be some degree of closure for her and her family in Wade's disappearance. Bless Bobby Petty who has cancer. Be with Marty Woodruff, who's really, really had a tough time of late, and we pray you'll be with his wife, Donna, as she's trying to care for him. Pray for Eli Johnson, who's undergoing treatments, or receiving therapy in the midst of that. We pray it goes well, and he's making progress. We pray for Ann Langford, Lord, that you'll bless her with good health. Be with Emma Hutton, Sharon Strickland, Grayson Miller, who all have cancer. We pray for Linda Garrett as she finishes up her treatments. Bless Barbara Foster, who has cancer, and Larry Muse, Lennox Kenimer and Michael McBrayer and their families. We pray for Sybil Tollison, who has Alzheimer's, and we pray for her caregivers. We pray for Jerry and Carolyn, her neighbors. We pray they can be an encouragement to that family. Pray for Jeremy Owens and his health to get better. Bless Joanne and Ben as they both have health 
issues. We pray for Sadie Downs, who's been battling stomach cancer. Bless Johnny Derrick, who has cancer. Monique Brown, who has cancer. Bless Christy Nash, as she's very sick. Pray for Norma Hemwell, that she'll have good days. Be with Joy Jamison in his recovery. Bless Rhonda Lansdale, who has cancer. We pray for Terry Ross and Sean Crum as they await liver transplants, and we pray for the treatments that sustain their life. Pray for Junior Wilson, who has cancer, Allie Johnson, who's undergoing treatment. Be with Jonathan Bishop, who has cancer. Pray that Sister Flora will feel better. She's not been well over the last few days. Just pray she'll get stronger and I'll be back to her normal self. Pray for Pat Hall, who has cancer. Mary King, who has health problems. Please bless John Roten and Peggy, who's by his side. We pray. Pray something can be done to help him be more stable. Pray for Brian Rowland's progress. Be with Ricky Neves and his treatments. We pray your blessings continuing on Jackie Lambert as she recovers from several setbacks. We rejoice that Will Jennings got his transplant, that he's doing well, and his father is doing well. And really, really thankful for the spirit that his father had in donating a kidney for his son. Lord, be with Jim Thomason as he's still recovering from this heart attack, which just in and of itself was an amazing thing to see. But we pray that this procedure tomorrow is going to uh, be the trick that will get his heart back in proper rhythm and that you'll not have any setbacks. We pray for Wanda Devon and her family, especially Mickey, as they care for her. Uh, we're thankful that Ray Miller was here today. We pray you'll continue to bless him. Be with Kathy Johnson as she begins treatment soon. We pray for Chester Dunavant in his rehab. Be with Rudy Gerber as he is undergoing treatments for cancer. We pray for Roy Scott in his recovery. For Jenny Ballard who's been having some heart problems. We pray for Jenny Adams who has back trouble. Be with Violet Cavaness. In her cancer diagnosis, we pray for Callie Allison, who's recovering from an accident. Bless the Woodrows, Lord, and the difficulties that they are wrestling with. Be with Dennis and Dot Worley in their recovery. That's, that's been taking a lot of time, and I'm sure it's frustrating. Pray for Marty Green's mother, who broke her hip. Be with Ann Gardner in... Uh, her diagnosis, we pray for Francille as she's been recovering from injuries, but now is facing some surgery. We pray that all that's going to go well, that it will set properly, and she'll have no long-term uh, consequences from these injuries. We pray for the Smith family and their comfort in Kelby Smith's passing. We thank you for his life and his tremendous influence. Bless Maydeen Crow as she's going through therapy for her arm. We're thankful that she's doing so well. Be with Pat Ross who has cancer and pray that the surgery is going to go well. Be with River Duggar who's been very sick. Pray for Jamie Warner and just complications from a lot of surgeries and injuries. We pray that he'll get the treatment he needs to finally put this to rest. We thank you, Lord, that Doug Greenway's doing well following his pacemaker surgery. We pray he'll have a a full recovery from that and do great. Be with Ron Towery, who had cancer surgery and going to be undergoing some more treatments. Pray for Teresa Burcham, who's not doing well with the maintenance drug. We pray either that can resolve itself or maybe they can find a substitute. We pray for Jay Estes, who's recovering from injury to his back. We pray that uh, he'll recover quickly and well, not have any lingering effects from that, and then that he can begin his new job and uh, get back to normal. Lord, please bless us now as we begin our study and uh, help us help us again be impressed with 
your ways. And more than anything, let that impression be that we just want to serve you, be faithful to you. We don't seek our own way. Thank you for the examples that will help to fortify that in us. In Jesus' name, amen. What is a lamentation? Pardon? A crying out. Mourning and grief. Anguish of heart. When you are lamenting over something, your heart is just pouring out in sorrow. So we have a book, presumably written by Jeremiah, and certainly written during the time following the devastation of the Babylonian onslaught against Jerusalem. The book of Lamentations is actually made up of five separate poems. Anybody know how many verses are in chapters 1, 2, 4, and 5? Quick! <laughs> 22. There are 22. Okay? Anybody know how many letters there are in the Hebrew alphabet? Make a wild guess. 22. Ah, very good. There come my Bible scholars. Okay, so chapter 3 actually has 66 verses in it. Anybody want to make a wild guess about that? Let me give you a, a little clue right here. So each of those four, that, well, not each of the four. Chapter 1, chapter 2, and chapter 4. Each one of those 22 verses begins with one of the Hebrew letters in successive order. So you have an acrostic of the Hebrew alphabet begins each one of those verses. Okay, 22 letters, 22 starts, 22 verses. The fifth chapter, it does have 22 verses, but it, it is not set up in acrostic fashion. And Lord willing, we'll see probably why, because it's just an outpouring of, of hope and dreams that wasn't relegated to that special formation. So if chapter 3 had 66 verses, that actually is three times what? Okay, it's three times the 22. So, Ken, what's, what's going on there? Well, anybody want to venture a guess? Those sections actually come in the form of three-verse pronouncements, okay? Kind of like, like Proverbs and Psalms where you'll have several different ideas thrown out in groupings. In this case, it's groupings of three verses. So they're longer groupings, but each one of those actually, the three-verse section, when that section begins like verse 1, 2, 3, and then 4, 5, 6, verse 1 and verse 4 begin with those successive letters, okay? So it's still a multiple of the 22, only it includes three verses. Okay, so that's kind of fun. It's interesting. Why would anybody set them up like that? This may seem a little far-fetched to you, but actually when it's set up in an acrostic, it aids when somebody's trying to do what with those verses? Memorize them. To memorize them. Unfortunately for you, <laughs> um, those Hebrew letters do not correspond with our English letters. So when you memorize these five chapters of Lamentations, it's just going to be harder. Sorry. Peace. Okay. These chapters, every single one of them, is a devastating, painful account of what happens when you choose not to obey God. There are sections in this book where there is a rhetorical cry, and I'll, when I say rhetorical, 
what I'm suggesting to you is that it is actually the call out to God basically for why would you do this to us, but it's rhetorical because the answer is always, I did not do that to you. Well, then who did this to Jerusalem? Jerusalem did this to Jerusalem. Now, you remember, as we look through the book of Jeremiah, we were reminded continually. In fact, the bulk of the book of Jeremiah is God's effort to get the people to repent before it is too late. They responded first by just burning the book. (laughs) Baruch went in there, right, to read it. I said, hey, let's have that. And the king burns it. It's rewritten and stuff is added to it. And still they will not repent. In fact, in their mind, the idea was, we don't believe you, Jeremiah. God is not going to do that to us. We are good. Look at us how good we are. Now, what the book of Lamentations is, is a culmination of things. How long had God's people been unfaithful to God? How many times had God come in and said, you're unfaithful, you better repent. And then through some kind of problem, uh, God, they would cry out to God, God would deliver them. And, that, that, you know, it's just up and down, up and down. Even when the kings finally came in, uh, once in a while you would have a really good king like Hezekiah was a good king. And then you would follow that up with an unfaithful, ungodly king. They would just rise and fall, rise and fall. All along, the prophet's coming and saying, you better straighten up. You better straighten up. But what do people tend to do? You say change. Well, we're not going to change or we'll change a little bit. And wait a minute. Nothing happened. And so they slip back into their iniquity. God comes in again, punish them a little bit, but not altogether. They're not wiped out. They're just... They just become uncomfortable, cry out to God, God delivers them. There's still a people, everything's still intact. And the tendency is to say, if we're not destroyed, we're good, we're fine. And God keeps talking about how he's going to wipe us out. But remember now, Jeremiah comes in there, the people are like, no, everything's cool, we're good, we're strong, we've got allies. There is no threat from Babylon until there was the threat from Babylon. The book of Lamentations is, and if you can picture this in your mind, it is Jeremiah voicing God's pain as he looks over a city that has now been devastated by the Babylonians. And look at, look at this the very first statement out of the book of Lamentations, the very first thing that is setting the stage. And and I will say that in chapter 1, chapter 2, and chapter 3, there are just three successive accounts of the destruction that Jeremiah can see and of the wailing and the gnashing of teeth that is coming out of people who now are suffering. Babylon's come in. They have wiped everybody out. Those who remain don't have anything. They don't have food. They don't have water. They're suffering. Why has this happened to us? Well, It happened to you because you were unfaithful. And the cry out for God's deliverance. How lonely sits the city that was full of people. How like a widow is she who was great among the nations. The princess among the provinces has become a slave. Everything that comes after for three different poems rehashes this idea. Here's what she used to be, but look at her now. The devastation that comes when one turns their back on God. Chapter 4 is just the wailing and the gnashing of teeth. 
Chapter 5, though, is, it's like, okay, I've said, first four chapters, I've said about all I could possibly say about how bad this was. And now what we want to do is make an appeal to God. So, and, and you, could, you can read through the book of Lamentations in about 20 minutes. So those first three and then the fourth of those chapters, it's just one account after another about how bad things were. But chapter five is really the picture of the redemption, the restoration. God, if you could just see how it is now, now that we have been humbled, now that we have been devastated as a people, now is the time that we cry out to you. Do you see what has happened to us because of what we chose to do? And I think that's what's important here. We chose this. Now we're crying out to you. Could you still help your people? This word, the very first word that is out of this chapter is remember. I want to stop there for a second. What does it mean to remember when you're talking to God? Okay, yeah. There are two aspects to that, Joan. And Joan is, Joan is reminding us, well, you know, what immediately comes to mind is what God had already said. God had said this was what was going to happen, and it did happen. You, you kicked back against it. But this is what happened, and you were warned that this would happen. You had no idea how bad it was going to be, but God tried to tell you, and you didn't accept it. Now you know. Now you've seen it. You've seen how bad it is. And this chapter will, will even itself describe some of that. But when, when, you, when you are addressing God to remember, first of all, does God really ever forget? I mean, God is past, present, and future all at the same time. So he's not forgetting anything because everything's happening concurrently wherever you are in history. It's God's there. He's, I am that I am. That's the whole essence of who God is. So it's not that he doesn't remember. In his mind, it's happening right now. I, of course I know. But the idea is, okay, now we know it. <laughs> and so for our benefit, we are asking you now to see and then please, in response to that, do something. So rem in other words, it's like, remember us. Don't forget us down here. We're still your people. And we've been through a terrible event. And it was, it was our fault. And now look at us. We need your help. So please, in that sense, remember us. Remember us. So remember, O oh Lord, what has come upon us. Look and behold our reproach. I mean, we're as low as we can be. We're, it's not like before. People could say, well, now, you know, I mean, we are your pride and joy. And so, you know, keep the blessings coming. That was the arrogance that those people had that Jeremiah was dealing with. It was that arrogance that, that caused him to end up in that pit. Remember? Now... Things have changed and it's come to fruition. What he said was actually the true warning of God and they reject. Now they're like, well, re remember us now. Behold, look at us. You know, we're, we're a mess. We're filled with reproach. Our inheritance has been turned over to aliens and our houses to foreigners. You remember the last three verses of Joshua chapter 21. That is a significant section of Scripture because it's in that text that God reminds the people that everything He had promised about the promised land, He had what? He had absolutely done. I have satisfied the promise that I made to Abraham so long ago. Now in the time of Joshua, you have the land. You have the promise. Okay, God enters into a contract with people. When you enter into a contract and it's between two people, uh, what holds the contract together? Both people, right? 
Well, God is always faithful, so you don't have to worry about his end of the bargain. But what happens when you don't hold up your end of the bargain? What happens to, what happens to the contract? It is broken. It is made void. And as a result of that, now what has happened? They say, look, our, our inheritance. You know, that was, that was ours. Where is it now? It is gone. It's been devastated. A lot of, okay, the talented, very skilled people have been taken away already. And the people who didn't mean anything to the Babylonians have been left behind to do the best that they can, to make, try to make a life for themselves. These are people that don't really know very much. I mean, all the skilled people, they've gone to Babylon. These are folks who just were kind of on the edges of society to begin with, and now they've been left to try and make a life for themselves in this devastated land. It is a nightmare. We have become orphans. And look at this word. I don't, I don't know if you have this word in your translation, but I love the way this is. You have become, we have become orphans and waifs. You know what a waif is? You know when you find a cat or a dog in the parking lot? That's a waif. Except this is applied to guess who? People. These are people who are so disconnected, it is like they have been left in the parking lot. For somebody to come find. They don't have a father. They don't have a mother. They don't have any family left. They are just wanderers like what has happened. We've become that, he says. Our mothers are like widows. What happened to the men of Jerusalem and Judea when the Babylonians came? They died in the battles. They're gone. Who is it that we send to go fight our battles? Our youngest, our strongest, our brightest. And when they die on the field, well, we're left to try and make up for what is gone. Well, for Israel, it was way worse than you can imagine because the people that still remained that were useful, they're gone now. We don't, what are we going to do? We, we're orphans, we're waifs. The mothers have become like widows. We pay for the water we drink and our wood comes at a price. What did the Babylonians do? They conquered it, but they didn't just conquer it and then leave. What they did is they set up their own leadership in that territory. And the people who are left, if you're going to live here, then guess what you're going to do? You're going to pay. You're going to pay. Um... Look at those things that, that he described, uh, water and wood. In this time, where would you go get water? You didn't have to go to the water department. Went to the stream. Or you got it from the well. It was F-R-E-E, -E, free. What about wood? You got it there and you gather it or cut it or... F-R-E-E. -E. What about now? Everything that is in the territory belongs to Babylon. If you take it, you pay for it. Because you're not a Babylonian. You're a foreigner. Now, wait a minute. I'm no foreigner. This is, I was born here. You may have been born here, but this is not yours anymore. Who owns this? Babylon does. They pursue at our heels. Anybody have a different translation? The word that's translated heels right there is actually a word that describes the back of your neck. Okay, so if you are carrying something that is of some weight, maybe we don't do it so much now because we'd end up having to go to the chiropractor, but uh, they carried them on the back of their neck. And he says they are after that too. That's what they're charging after. They pursue that. They want to place burdens on us. We labor and have no rest. Have you ever been so tired that when you went to bed at night, you couldn't sleep? 
Well, that's what's being described here, except it's not that deal where you just exerted yourself one time. You're like, boy, I'm not as young as I used to be. And you've got two weeks to recover. No, what do you got to do tomorrow? Get up tomorrow and right back at it. It was just an unbelievable, painful experience. We've given our, we've given our hand to the Egyptians and the Assyrians to be satisfied with bread. That is a contrast statement. There were times, in other words, when we voluntarily, as a nation, maybe it was a time of famine, we went to the Egyptians and we said, hey, you know what, time of famine, we need some help. The Egyptians would give us grain for a fee. But the thing is, yeah, we paid for it, but we paid for it because we wanted to. We willingly did that. Uh, same with the Assyrians. The Assyrians were this big power. They're the ones that carried off uh, Israel and the Syria. But Judah had been aligned with Assyria. And so kind of like, you know, the big brother. And they said, hey, you know, we, we've been through a lot. We need a little, little bit of help with some grain. They say, that's fine. Pay for it. We'll help you. It's kind of like a servitude, but again, we're doing it because we want to. We didn't want this. We thought we were doing great. We got this because we were not faithful to you, God. Now look at us. Our fathers sinned and are no more, but we bear their iniquities. You say, well, you weren't too good to start with, right? You rejected Jeremiah. You didn't listen to God's instruction, but... How long had this kind of thing been going on? Many, many generations before. Servants rule over us. Did the Babylonians leave their best men back behind to take care of Jerusalem and Judea? Shake your head this way. They, you know, it's kind of like you've got the big shots and then you've got cousin Eddie down here who really don't know how to do anything back at Babylon. But he says, hey, you know what? We got a big job for you, buddy. You can be in charge of Jerusalem. He said, yeah, yeah. You think he's suited to that kind of work? No, but he wants to be a big shot. So how does he treat the people? Awful. Like, yeah, like a big shot. Uh, awful. Very abusive. Servants in effect, rule over us. There's none to deliver us from their hand. We get our bread at the risk of our lives because of the sword in the wilderness. Okay, so how am I going to provide for myself? I go out there and I try to gather some stuff. But, you know, there were still little hot spots around, like guerrilla warfare. There were still guys out there trying to defend their homeland, and they need to eat too, right? So you show up, and who's going to get the food? The guy, with the, the guy with the biggest stick, right? The sword. Our skin is hot as an oven because of the fever of famine. You don't have good food. You don't have good water. What happens to you? Sick, fevered. Uh, you can't carry sewage out of the city. There's no place for it to go. Disease festers. On and on and on it goes until this conclusion, verse 19. We admit that these things are so. We beg for your help. You, O Lord, remain forever. Your throne from generation to generation. Why do you forget us forever and forsake us for so long a time? In effect, please don't do that. Remember us, verse 1. Turn us back to you, O Lord, and we will be restored. Renew our days as of old, unless you've utterly rejected us and are very angry with us. It is a hopeful cry that God will hear. Now, would God hear? Yeah, ultimately, 70 years of Babylonian captivity, God restored at least a remnant to that land. But they would learn the lesson. And this book is the painful, grieving, mourning cry of desperation 
that God will hear. All right, let's have a prayer quickly and then we'll be dismissed. Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the time that we can spend just diving into your word. Thank you for the lessons that it teaches us. If we don't gather anything else, Lord, help us to know how important it is always to be faithful to you. Lord, keep us uh, from hurting ourselves. We know that you just want our very best. So, Lord, just please align our lives in such a way that we can follow your steps. Pray that these kinds of things would not befall us. Please bless us with a good evening, safe travel, and if it's your will, a new day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.